These are remarkable stories. Oh, look at that. It's one of the easier little wild succulents to identify because it's called pennywort. And you can see it looks like the size of an old English penny. It's a succulent. Oh, it tastes a little bit like cucumber. <laughs> if you use your imagination. It's a great little salad addition and it loves dry stone walls. So <laughs> I've seen so much of this around the island already. Everywhere you go, you'll find pennywort. In England, you won't find it at this stage until at least the end of April. So that's how far advanced we are here. And that's the same with all the wild plants. Okay, so let me let me have a taste of this. So I'm looking at uh, an almost, well, it's kind of circular, getting there, circular leaf, uh, shallow, sort conical of funnel, shape. Funnel shape-ish. Yeah, kind of shape like a <clears> funnel, <throat> exactly. And, uh, and it's very wet. It's come out of the dry stone wall, but it's been raining here. I'm going to try to eat some of this now. Yeah. Uh. What mm. do you think? Actually, delicious. I am surprised. Yeah. That is really, really nice. It's a great addition to salads. Uh, again, you know, until it flowers, which probably here will be, I would imagine it will be finished by May at the, the latest. The, seeing it this early on, to me, is pretty fantastic. You wouldn't start finding this in England till April. It's delicious. I'm going to... Well, yeah. That with a, a nice... In a salad with a really nice little mustard and olive oil vinaigrette, superb. It does taste like cucumbery, but with a hint of something bitter or spicy in it, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But right next to it, look, you've got wild arums. Wild arums. Now these don't. This variety doesn't grow in the UK. They have this funny little flower with um. I don't know how you'd explain that, but wild arums—they're all poisonous. The plant. The seeds are deadly. So they've got quite thick heart-shaped leaves. Yeah, and, and, and then the flower, it looks like a flower that might... To me, it looks like it's, it's one of those flowers that is carnivorous. Yes, it's, it, a, it's an insect-catching plant. It's, it gives uh, off an odour of rotting flesh. Flies zoom in, no flesh, drown, and the plant digests it. And I haven't seen this variety in England, other than in plant centres where you can buy it and put it in your house. So it gives off the scent of rotting flesh. I need to, uh, I need to collect a bunch of that. There's some, some people I'd like to <laughs> send and a couple of... <laughs> so one of the dangerous qualities of this plant, you see the little ears on the leaf? Well, that, yeah. that could easily be mistaken for sorrel. Now, sorrel is delicious. Right. And you know, if you found sorrel, you would eat it straight away, and it's, it's, it's got a lovely zingy flavour. This one, if you thought, wow, I've got sorrel, Within seconds of chewing this leaf, your mouth will be on fire and you'll be gasping for a drink of water and spitting everything out. It's that poisonous. Right. And, I mean, it would make you ill, but it wouldn't kill you, surely? Uh, you'd have to consume quite a bit to actually die. But, you know, initially it would just make your mouth very unpleasant. The crazy thing about wild errands, the plant, the leaf, the flower, the seeds are deadly poisonous. They're bright red in the autumn. Um... If you dig the bulbs and boil them, they're a good um, source of starch. I've never bothered. With a plant being so toxic, why would you bother? Mm -hmm. Not me. My name is Gary Evely, and I am a forager. Gary, when did you first eat something 
that you found? Oh, you're going back over nearly six decades. When I was a young lad, uh, I lived in a pub and uh, one of the old fishermen in the pub asked me if I'd like to go fishing. Of course I said yes. And in the morning he picked me up. We cycled down to the marshes to do some fishing. And on the way down, this old boy was picking plants out of the hedgerow and filling his big canvas carrier bag. And while he was picking them, he would thrust one at me and say, Eon Nipper, try that. And he was eating his salads and vegetable leaves before he'd caught his fish. I was blown away. Um, and it just, it just grew from there. I mean, I just had to find out more about this. So the enthusiasm started early and you've maintained it ever since then. There's no gaps. No, no. Um, I've only ever used it for my own purpose. Um, it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I started using it professionally and doing guided walks for a couple of hotels in the, in the New Forest. What are we looking at here? Well, it's one of the, um, it's one of the little edibles that in fact is poisonous if you consume too much of it. People say, oh, it's clover because it's got three heart-shaped leaves. No, it's not. It's oxalis. And this is probably the yellow flowering variety. It is. Oh, stunning. Well, the leaf, the stem, the flowers are edible in small quantities. So you'd add them to a salad. And again, if you try it, it tastes sharp. It'll quench your thirst because it'll make you salivate. Um, but like I say, you, you, yeah, you don't want to eat too much of it. Right, I'm going to give it a go. Give it a go. I know that it's the yellow flowering variety it is because we're actually in my garden or the garden that I, of the house that I rent. I say garden, it's more <laughs> like grounds. It's huge. It, it's I, colossal. Just, just to be clear, I'm not the lord of the manor or anything. I just happen to have the run of this piece of land. Okay, here we go. What did go you say this is called again? Oxalis. Yeah, it's, it's one of the oxalis. Oxalis, okay. In here England, we, go. we have a white flowering one and a pink flowering one. This one's yellow. Okay. Right, well, that is... Mm. That is very nice. Oh. It's quite sour. Oh. I have to say, sort of citrusy. Yeah, like like a very very much like a citrus. Yeah, if you bit into a lemon, that's yeah. the kind of thing you would get, right? Absolutely. Wow. Okay. What else have we got? Oxalis. Would you use that? Oh yeah, yeah. All the top London chefs would use this. Not not as a not as an addition to a salad, but mainly as a garnish. Okay. So a few little leaves like that. You know, on top of a nice piece of white fish that's been poached, it would look quite pretty. And you know, food is about being pretty nowadays, isn't it? Not for me, but that's the way it's gone, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do say that um, it begins with the with the eyes and what you're looking yeah. at, right? Yeah, yeah. If it looks good, it's going to taste good. Hmm. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure that's necessarily true, but that, <laughs> that's the theory, right? That is oh, the look. theory. And look, there we are. There's another one. This is this is wall pepper. Wall pepper. Yeah, it's poisonous. Um, the, the, those are the dead last year's flowers, those little spikes. Right. This summer they'll have a little spike with a little cluster of yellow flowers. It's a poisonous plant. So, right. um, and that might be used as a, you say wall no, pepper because it tastes yeah, peppery. It would taste very peppery, but it's, it's too, too peppery. It's, it's a poisonous plant. You wouldn't want to eat that one at all. Right, okay. Well, that's good to know. That's the thing that I... Oh, yes, yeah, it goes on and on. And yeah, I am, I'm quite, I'll be honest with you, I'm quite, I'm wary I go out with the oh, kids yeah. and we'll find all manner of fungi and some of them oh, are yeah, pretty yeah, slimy. Yeah, right. And uh, we, don't, we don't pick them, we don't eat them. Right. And, and if the kids poke around at them and make them wash their hands, yeah. is that the right thing to do? Well, the death cap is so toxic. 
mycologists, when they go out into the forest to um, study them, if they come across death caps, if they want to pick them, they use latex gloves. The mushroom is so toxic. Right, so the poison would be absorbed into the skin? Uh, the death cap is dangerously toxic. Dangerously. Um, another thing, um, guests that come out for a walk with me, you know, mainly they want to do mushrooms. Uh, and after a three-hour walk, I always say to the guests, look, you know, if you think you can do this after three hours with me, all I can say is, <laughs> I can pretty much promise you'll be dead by Christmas. Okay, right. So, yeah, there's a lot of knowledge to gain before you can actually go around doing this, yeah, right? Yeah, and it gets even worse. Picking green stuff, which we are absolutely surrounded by today, picking green stuff is just as dangerous as picking mushrooms. There is so much poisonous stuff. Right, so what you're saying is we you need can't. to buy your book and study the pictures very carefully. If you can read the book back to front, yeah, you're, you're pretty close. We've got plenty of stuff around us. I mean, see the little white flower? Yeah, I see that. Let's, let's move a little bit closer to that. So, if we just pick one of those. Okay. See, it's got a very. Can you see the shape of the leaf? What does that remind you of? It reminds me of um, rocket or Get some, in kind there. Of, some kind of salad leaf. Yeah, it is one of the rockets. And the best way to taste it is to just nibble a couple of the flowers. Okay, right. And I'll again, drop my notebook on the floor. Try. What a great little addition to a salad. Right, okay. Here try we go. them, they are very peppery. Mm hmm. Oh my goodness me! Whoa! That, that is horseradish. Yeah. Right there. Oh yeah. my god, I don't think I'm going to be able to speak for the rest. <laughs> oh my god, that is extraordinary. I've taken a mouthful of horseradish. I mean, not horseradish, but the equivalent. Hold on, I'm well, going to rocket. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, that's delicious. But? I, I've eaten a handful of it. I should have just eaten one flower. <clears throat> small amounts, don't forget. Okay, and well... And even those little seed pods. Um, okay, I'll try the on, seed pod as well. Just, just a little nibble. Don't eat the whole thing, just... Am I going to make it to the end of this recording? We, we, <clears> sh we, yeah, we should be okay. Ah... Uh, Okay, so I've, I've actually just... In fact, that's delicious, but I've reinvigorated the previous mouthful. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, dear. Now my nose is right. <laughs> okay, look. We're gonna, my face see. is burning. Let's move on just a couple of yards, because there's something over there which I know will probably alleviate that, okay. that <clears> taste <throat> in your throat. Here we go, look. Look at these. I'll just pick a few. And you want to pick the younger leaves, not the big old woody ones. So these are, these look Come like on. giant spinach. Yeah. The, the crazy thing on the island that I've seen, um, you will only pick this on the foreshore in the UK. So it will grow from the high tide mark to about maybe five, ten metres beyond. After that, it will not grow. It's called sea beet. Sea beet? Yeah. Does it have a beet? I mean, is there something below the ground? This, uh, yeah, but this is the granddaddy of every beet that you grow and pick. All the chards. This is where okay. it started. Delicious. Absolutely okay. delicious. So it's I can just, spinach. I can take a bite of this. Yeah, and that's not hot. It's not at all. It's just right. eating raw spinach. I'm still, <clears throat> I'm still recovering from the previous, the horseradish, which... <laughs> It's made my eyes water and my nose run, so I'm just going to move away from the microphone and do a childish sniff because I don't have a free hand for a handkerchief or indeed a handkerchief. 
Uh, sorry about that. Right, okay. Into the... This is sea beat. Well, okay. it, it's certainly a wild... It's a wild beat. You can't call it sea beat here because we're nowhere near the sea. Well, we're a couple of kilometres from the yeah. sea here. I should explain. Oh, That's that. absolutely delicious, isn't it? It's quite... Um, it doesn't have a strong flavour, but it's very juicy. Mm. Mm. And the it's great really thing... Nice. You know, um, most spinach yeah. wilts down to nothing once you put it in a pan. Yeah, spinach disappears. This doesn't. This okay. is more like a cabbage. So what I do, if you want to get your kids to eat green stuff, mm-hmm. pick a few of these big leaves, just tear the stem off, and use that leaf, washed obviously, as a layer in your lasagna. Oh, and that, my goodness. A great layer, and then another layer, and another layer mm. in between. Wow. Su- superb flavour. That's really good. Mm. I, I can't believe how much of this I've seen growing on the island. It's like, that's sea beet, but it can't be. But it is. Well, yeah. <clears throat> is it native to the island? It, it must be. It really must be. Um, I think there have been people coming and going to the island of Mallorca for millennia, bringing all sorts of stuff with them, so that might be well, it. Here's another plant, which um, you'll find along the hedgerows. And this grows pretty abundantly in the UK, and it was allegedly bought there by the Romans. What does it remind you of, Ish? Uh, I suppose it's got a kind of celery appearance yeah. to it. It's like a it's like a scrawny celery, yeah. but with larger. Uh, well, n- no, no, no. But celery does have these big leaves, but normally when you buy it yeah, at the yeah. supermarket, all you've got are the inner yellow leaves, which are a little bit bitter actually. But um, yeah. this one, it's called Alexander's, and it is the forerunner to celery. Can I eat this entire stalk? Use the stem. Yeah. I personally don't like it, so just taste a little bit. Raw, right. raw, it's a bit too... Suddenly it goes pow. Right, okay, that is... <clears throat> that is really <laughs> delicious. <clears throat> it's, it's like mini squidgy celery. Yeah. A bit more pink than your, your usual celery. Well, yeah, a bit more pink than your usual yeah, celery. Yeah, it's very young. And, uh, and very white and juicy inside and um what does it taste like oh goodness me how do i explain the taste of this the taste is kind of floral very fragrant yeah it's it's kind of like i've taken a a mouthful of perfume yeah Mm. yeah no it's great um and at the pig hotel in brockenhurst where i used to do a a lot of foraging they would use bag full after bag full after bag of this stuff Mm -hmm. And they would just chop the stems small and cook them with beans. And then they're quite nice. Right. <clears throat> it's one I, of the I can imagine the flavour itself on its own. <clears throat> it's a, yeah. It's, a, it's kind of overwhelming, isn't it? It is, very, very much so. But it's a dangerous plant for a novice. Why? Yeah. Because it looks like something that's deadly? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And when this flowers, it's called an umbellifer. And an umbellifer is um, a plant that has a, a large flower head made up of many small flower heads, like um, cow parsley, um, hogweed, and of course the very, very poisonous hemlock. Oh, hemlock! Right, you see, that's a word I know. Hemlock is the poison right. that's always in the. He opens up the ring. That's it, Bosh. In in some medieval drama and Drops tips, it in and powdered hemlock into the wine of the victim. Yes. 
uh, and that could easily be mistaken for hemlock to a novice. So again, it's just as dangerous as picking mushrooms. One bowl of soup made of hemlock instead of Alexander's, I'm afraid you are brown bread. Yeah, how much is required to make a bowl of soup? Probably like a stick of celery. Oh, right, so just one good-sized stalk no, of no, this No, no, like up. if you picked a whole stalk of celery. Yeah. You know, again, I've never tried it because I'm still here. <laughs> sure, but I thought you might have sent a few people off. <laughs> oh, uh, women apparently have used it in the past to remove their partners. Husband number one. Yeah, but it is traceable and you will get caught, unfortunately. Or fortunately, as it might be. <laughs> sure, but you could just say he picked it himself and he thought it was... Uh, sorry, what's the name of this? This one's called Alexander's. Mm -hmm. It's in the book. You'll be able to read all about it tonight. Yeah. You just sat in front of the fire with a beer. Yeah, perfect. Okay, that's great. But look, look, again, just, just a few steps away, look, and we've got this crazy plant. I recognise it. Yeah. But well, it kind of, I'll tell you what, it, I'll, I'll describe this for listeners so that they know what we're dealing with. It's got a kind of succulent sort of appearance, and to me it looks a little bit like something like samphire or fennel. Yeah, yeah, it does look a bit a, a bit like both, and it is in fact a samphire. Okay, but it's not marsh samphire. This is rock samphire, and again, in the UK where I pick rock samphire, it's got to be f f five meters from the high tide mark. Beyond there, you won't find it. Here in Mallorca, it's in my garden. It's everywhere. It's like whoa, and everybody uses it here. They pickle it, and it's the only way to eat it raw. To me, revolting. Okay. But, but I know you're going to try it because... Okay, stand by for revolting. Now, this stuff, I think... Am I right in saying that this is what you will find, a stalk of this in a bottle of the local Yerbas? Oh, yes, probably is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've you buy the... Yeah. Right. I've you, seen it in there. Yeah, you buy I the bottles. Fennel, but no, you're right, it's this stuff. Anyone who's been to Mallorca will probably know that the local hooch is called yerbas, spelled H-I-E-R-B-A-S. And you get sweet yerbas, bitter yerbas, and somewhere in between. And very often the bottles, which you you know people take home as gifts, have a stalk, a stalk of this of... stuff in it. I'm going to try it now. I, I, I've still got the taste of the Alexanders in my mouth. Oh, this but... will take it away, believe okay. me. This is like eating petrol. <laughs> Do you know what that is? That is yerbas. That is that. That is it, you're right. But it one. is also, as well as yerbas, it is kind of como gasolina, like petrol, eh? Yeah. Mm. But pickled, oh my God, it's superb. Very. The local dish here is pa-amboli. Pa-amboli. P-A, one word. A-M-B is the middle word. O-L-I, the third word. And it essentially, it basically, in the local uh, Mallorquí dialect, or, well, language, means bread with oil. But these days... It's become more and more elaborate, so it comes with cheese and hams and absolutely delicious Iberian ham. And you very often get this, uh, I do apologise, is it rock samphire? Rock samphire, yep. Rock samphire, rock so samphire. you get pickled rock samphire. Pickled rock with samphire. It. Is, it, is it again, it's in the book. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you've got to, yeah, you must get the book. The book is called Wild Cook, and it is uh, written by Gary Evely and... Well, James Golding, chef director for the pig group, very kindly did the recipes for me. I wrote the original recipes um, because I love cooking, hence the wild cook. <laughs> and um, I'm a bit of a rustic chef. So James very kindly did all the recipes in the book and they're superb. Right. So, yeah. So you're the expert and he's, he's fancy. 
Yes, yeah. So James and I, um, while I was working with the pig, we, we would do many, many um, demonstrations um, in the early days. So I would tip up with a, a basket full of wild ingredients and James would just come on stage with me and he would say, OK, Gary, you know, what have you foraged this morning? And I'd go through the basket and he'd say, OK, I'll have some of that and some of that and some of that. And he'd get a bit of fish out and a bit of meat and it'd create dishes just incredible. They're in the book. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, we'll look. And I wondered, should we go through this gate and just have a bit of a wander around while I ask... Yeah, uh, come on, let's go a bit further. Cause a few more we questions. We've only done a few yards and we're already, yeah, we've, I, we've already picked lunch. Is it your love of foraging and fishing and finding stuff that has led you to be such a passionate cook? Oh, absolutely. Um, from a very young age, <clears throat> having been out with my old fisherman friend... Um, you know, I was totally hooked, and I just had to find out what else was out there. So I've spent my entire life, you know, when I go for a walk, it's, I love walking, but I love coming back with some lunch. Is there a forage, uh, this, this might sound like a completely stupid question, but I am an absolute novice at this kind of stuff. Is there a forager's holy grail? <laughs> oh dear, I haven't found it. <laughs> well, I think we have now, in Mallorca. But is it, you know, is it black truffles or...? Oh, I don't do truffles because in the new forest, the ground is too acidic. Uh, once you get either side of the new forest, you will find truffles, but I've never bothered. It's a new thing in the UK. I mean, they are really taking off with the, with the climate change, etc. Right. And, I mean, they're popular, presumably, because they're so pricey. Crazy price. Crazy. I'm f in fact, <laughs> if, if we do finally move to the island... Uh, I will certainly be looking into growing some truffle oaks. So you can buy oak trees with the root bowl impregnated with the mycelium of truffle. Um, they do it in Provence, which is not very many miles away. Got a similar climate, similar, similar soil. I reckon they'll grow here. I don't see why not. And then, of course, you can sell them for... Do you know what? I actually checked the prices Oi. of black truffles this morning. 1200 US dollars per pound. And they're worth every penny. You've picked up... We should explain what this is as well. This is carob, right? This is carobs. Have you not tried them? Powdered? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. Uh, people, you, carobs, they're a green huh. bean that grow grows in a tree, yeah. and it looks like a, I don't know, a big runner bean or a big green bean, it something does. like that. And then it goes as it dries and goes very dark brown. It falls off the tree, and I have to say, I'm not that keen on the smell because they smell a little bit like, well, like urine. But wants to me they do anyway but they're very very sugary very sweet and i'm telling you now but you yeah, should be yeah yeah yeah, yeah no. but people make chocolate out of them don't they yeah powdered it's, it's fantastic you know to add to dessert i might put it in my porridge in the morning really yeah with some fruit it's fantastic and the dogs love them because dog treats made of chocolate obviously dogs can eat chocolate so if you look at the contents of a, a packet of dogs chocolate treats it's made with carob beans. And look, there we are, just another 10 feet away. You've got your dessert, if you fancy it. Some prickly pears ready to eat. Yeah, bright red prickly pears. I don't like them. Uh, the seeds, uh, there's too many seeds in them, but very, very sweet. 
Yeah, they are very sweet. And they're covered in very, very fine spines, which are a bit of a pain in the bum, if I'm honest. Yeah, you need rubber gloves. If you're going to pick them, you have to have some rubber gloves or some tongs. Too sweet for me, I don't like them. Let's walk on, yeah, let's go on a, a little bit further. This bit of the property, actually, is, is a bit wild. Yeah. Uh, it's quite rocky and a bit rough, but uh, and a lot more trees, because uh, further back where we were earlier on, it's orchard and kitchen garden for the big old house behind us. Plenty of almonds, olives galore. What's not to like? We need pine trees if we're going to find a few mushrooms. I was going to ask you, actually, when you say mushrooms, is there a rule of thumb? Or should we avoid rules of thumb altogether and just stick with the actual rules? There's some fantastic old wives' tales right. that are very dangerous. And one of those is, if you can peel the skin of a mushroom, it's edible. Well, many years ago, a chef phoned me and said, some guests have brought some mushrooms in from the, from the grounds, and I was peeling the skin to see if they were edible, and it made my fingers tingle. So I said, well, um, where are you now? He said, I'm in the kitchen. I said, look, where are the mushrooms? He said, I threw them in the bin. I said, well, put them in a plastic bag, and I'll come and make a positive ID but scrub that area of the kitchen, scrub your hands, scrub everything that you've touched because it sounds like you've been messing around with the death cap. I drove straight to the hotel and sure enough, he was messing with the, the deadly poisonous death cap. You can peel the skin, it's not edible. And that is one of the most poisonous plants in nature, right? Yes, a piece the size of your fingernail ingested. You are dead. You're dead? Yeah, not instantly. It's a horrific death. It's liver and kidney, you know, poisoning. So, you know, the, the symptoms, that's the dangerous thing of mushroom poisoning. It doesn't start instantly. You can eat the mushroom, and then suddenly, 12, 24 hours later, you'll start the vomiting and diarrhoea. And you think, oh, what, you know, was it the Indian I had last night? Did I have too many beers yesterday? You don't relate it with the mushrooms that you ate 24 hours ago. Anyway, for about... Uh, 48 hours, you're violently sick, lots of diarrhoea, lots of sweating, lots of panicking. Uh, and then you come through it and you think, oh, thank goodness that's over. Within the next 12 hours, you are drop down dead, liver kidney failure. Oh, goodness me, that sounds like a... Inviting, eh? Sounds like Agatha Christie. <laughs> Right, we're walking over sort of scree at the minute, so you'll hear my footsteps on the rocks. And in the background, you will hear a little bit of chatter because there are a lot of hikers out today because it's a Spanish national holiday, and they're hiking up a, a part of Mallorca called Es Barranc, and they're hiking over to, well, over to a mountain called uh, Lofre, or possibly even as far as the monastery at Yuc, spelled L-L-U-C, which is about... Ooh, eight or ten hours hiking. <laughs> These are magnificent. Tell us what we're looking at here. It's, it's just wild fennel, but look at it. Look, it's over it's nearly three metres taller. You, well, it's way taller than me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this is last summer's growth. But, you know, if you look at the base, you can see... I'll just pull one out. And, um, oh, look at that. There's a very stunning little plant which is next year's plant right and that'll be sweet 
And oh. what we're looking at is, well, you'd have to be, I, I'm pretty familiar with fennel because it's all around here, but yeah. it's, uh, so it's a very thin stalk and then um, it looks like a tiny pine tree from a diorama yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But wispy little leaves. Ooh. And uh, I'm going to have a taste of it. Anybody who's ever, oh, here we beautiful. are. Just uh, on a little taste. And what I'm getting there is licorice all sorts. Ooh. Sambuca is what Sambuca, it, yeah, yeah. brings to mind Sambuca with me, which is fairly telling. So, And uh, this is, for some reason, I don't know why this isn't, maybe you could tell us. Oh. Rica, mm. Pastis, Uzo, yep. Sambuca. These are the peasant drinks of the Mediterranean. Yeah. And they're all flavoured with it's fennel. Hell. Why is that? Is it because it's just freely available it, yeah 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 it's, it's, you, you can't avoid it can you i mean no. if you have you um brined your own olives yet i haven't i'm ashamed to say i haven't brined my own olives yet. oh dear oh dear oh dear it's not in the book but i've brined some the, the minute i got here and everybody told me different recipes but you see these old plants see these two three meter stalks from last year very woody looking very I mean, you, woody. You, you wouldn't eat those right no 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 but you snip them with a pair of like secateurs into little half inch strips okay and you put it in your brine with your olives and that flavors the olives oh my goodness incredible okay incredible but these young fronds so this year's growth yeah and they're young and tender like this you know just a few little tips yeah of this plant in, into your salad mm -hmm. it's just delicious absolutely but if you look at the tops of last year's plants you can see the seeds little green oh yeah seeds about the size of an ant's egg yeah pods try, try one of those okay just as good just this is one seed Ooh, and it's enough. a tiny little bean about three millimeters long and maybe one and a half in diameter tiny little cylinder i'm going to try it now here we go mm. god that's a strong flavor right yep and then if you want the same but sweet, because we get this fantastic climate out here. I mean, two days ago I was sat in a t-shirt having lunch outside and it was hot. Mm -hmm. So there's still flowers. Although it's, it's gone to seed and it's finished, it's still producing little flower heads. Yeah. They're minute. Try those. Okay. Even better. Okay. You get the fennel flavor, but you get the sweetness of the, of the flower. I mean, these are, these are flowers in miniature. Ooh. I'm looking at really, really tiny little yellow and oh. green flowers in the palm of my hand. And I'm going to just lick one from the palm of my hand now. Bear with me. Crunching it up. Mm. Oh, wow. That's so nice, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely delicious. I think of fennel as having a bulb at the bottom underground. Ah. No, that's not wild fennel. That is that's that's your um, supermarket variety. Supermarket variety. That, yeah, they grow them for the bulb, but this has no bulb. Right. The only use this plant is the young fronds. Right. The stem for your olives. Uh, I see. There's a piece the that you've dug up just now here, yeah, and it, it looks root. like it's a sort of ginger root. Or yeah, something it does. Like that. Yeah. 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 It looks like a bit of ginger or even horseradish. Yeah. And you wouldn't eat that. No. 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 You want just the young, the young growth, the seeds. Like I say. When you get round to brining some olives... <laughs> yeah, I need to pull my finger out, obviously. <laughs> I'll bring you some round. They're delicious. Okay, fantastic. Well, I feel like we're just scratching the surface of this enormous subject. 
But it's great. It's been absolutely fascinating. And thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. I mean, it, to be honest with you, it's, an, it's been an extraordinarily enjoyable experience just pottering around with somebody who knows what they're talking about on a lovely, kind of slightly damp but sunny day on the island of Mallorca. The book is called Wild Cook, and it's written by Gary Evely. Gary with two R's. So I guess if you Google that or look on Amazon, you'll find it. Gary, thank you so much. Great to meet you. Hope we'll um, have another walk sometime.